you're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. Each week, I'll bring you conversations with some of the most passionate, hardworking, and limitless thinkers on this earth who have a story to share, a brand that inspires, or a fire inside of them to live life on their own terms. The intention behind each episode is simple, and that's to include you in these conversations so that you can learn, apply, and grow in your own life and in your business. If I can share one quick secret with you before we begin, it's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us, but perhaps somewhere along the line, someone told you to play small, to play safe, and that led you to live an ordinary life. Tuning into Visionary Life will help you dust off the limiting beliefs you carry around so that you can begin to create your own most visionary life. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. Do you want to hear the visionary advice of the day? When life gives you lemons, build the business anyways. My guest of the show today shared this wisdom in our episode together, and I couldn't agree more. It serves as an amazing reminder that there is never and will never be a perfect time to launch your business, so sometimes you just need to commit to the finish line and do it anyways. Today, I am thrilled to bring you this episode with one of my Visionary Method students, Jillian. Jillian Leslie is a nutritionist with a degree in foods and nutrition, as well as a doTERRA wellness advocate. Her business operates under Jillian Dawn, a play on the name Dawn, which means daybreak or sunrise, that ties in her approach to life, health, and business, which is that every day offers us a fresh start to show up. Her vision is to help reconnect women with their health and well-being so that they can create their most vibrant lives. She's a busy single mom who understands how life can pull us in so many directions. Her approach to health is simple and practical so that when life happens, you can come back to basics of taking care of you. Recording this episode with Jillian was so much fun. We spent the entire day together at my home in Toronto before pressing record because Jill actually was the winner of the business strategy session that I give away in every round of The Visionary Method. And together, we worked on crafting her sales page for a brand new program that she is creating for her community. We dined out to some delicious Cuban food. We tried yuca fries for the first time and had amazing Cuban espresso drinks. And then we came back to my home in Toronto and recorded this conversation so that you can listen in on Jill's journey of bringing her business idea to life. In this episode, we chat about what to do when you have a deeper knowing for your life, but aren't quite clear on what it looks like. We chat about embracing the fact that the journey is not linear when it comes to living and finding your purpose. It's never linear, you guys. Jill shares how to nurture your passions while working and momming full-time. She talks about what to do when you hit a wall and the power of the compounding effects of many small changes. You can find Jill on Instagram. She's at New Dawn Wellness. That's Dawn, D-A-W-N-E. And I will link all of that in the show notes. Major shout out to Healthy Planet for supporting this episode of the Visionary Life podcast. So you know those apple cider vinegar gummies that were advertised on the Ellen show? They're called Goalie. 
You can't buy them anywhere right now because they're sold out, but I have a secret for you. Healthy Planet has them if you shop online or go to their store. Apple cider vinegar, if you haven't heard, it supports better digestion, supports liver detox, lowered blood sugar levels, and a healthy cardiovascular system. With the best prices and the largest selection and brands you won't find anywhere else, Healthy Planet is a shopping experience that I can truly stand behind. I've been working with Healthy Planet for over a year now, and I've been shopping there for over five years. So this is a brand and a store that I truly trust in delivering. So if you want to shop online, you're just a few clicks away from getting those goalie gummies that you saw on the Ellen Show. And you can also check out one of their over 28 stores in Ontario. If you are going to shop online, you can also use the code VISIONARY10, that's VISIONARY10, at checkout to save 10% on any online order over $49. Just head to HealthyPlanetCanada.com and save yourself some money. On to the show. Okay, so Jill, welcome to... Should I call you Jill or Jillian? Uh, either's fine. Okay. I do like Jillian, but... I realized I've I been shortening Jill a lot. your name. That's okay. <laughs> I'm like, we're best friends now. I'll call you Jill. <laughs> I'm fine with either. I'm fine with okay, either. Okay, <laughs> so welcome to the Visionary Life Podcast. We are at my home right now, and we got to spend the whole day together so far working on your business and... Went out for a nice lunch, and this was all because you won the prize yes. in the Visionary Method Summer School. Um, and we would have done this podcast via Skype or Zoom, but it's kind of fun to be able to sit down and do it with you. Yeah, so it is. thanks for coming all the way to Toronto. Thanks and for having me. You're welcome. So is this your first podcast? Yes. Are you nervous? Yeah. As soon as you set the mic out, it was like sweaty palms. So. I know. Something about that mic. People yeah. are like, uh-oh, now I need to be on my best behavior. <laughs> I have to behave now. <laughs> But, I mean, we've been chatting for three hours now, so I have no doubt that we're going to have still lots to talk about. So let's dive in with some rapid-fire questions just to kind of get you warmed up to your first podcast here. So where did you grow up? Um, So I grew up and still live in London, Ontario, so just a few hours from Toronto. Mm -hmm. Not that far, but... Awesome. And I have a personal connection there because that's actually I went spent four years for my undergraduate degree, so love the city. Is there a person, a podcast, or a book that's really impacted your life? Um, there's a few. Um, a book that stands out that I read just like within the last year or so is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Um, something about just the way he approaches, you know, goal setting and making change in your life really clicked for me. Um, I mean, there's tons of books out there about like you know goal setting and focusing in on one thing and how do you make change in your life and for some reason that one just really hit home and it just all the pieces started to line up and, and made sense about you know how those little changes compound over time and create this change that when you look back you're like oh okay actually I am making progress or look how far I've actually come even though those daily micro movements sometimes you feel like nothing's happening so Mm -hmm. it really was an impactful book for me so it's such a good reminder and probably especially timely for you now as you kind of gear up to launch a program (laughs) it's like right every small thing and yeah I always remind myself that too because the littlest of things that seem like what the heck is this helping me for you have to reassure yourself that you know showing up consistently and even the most micro actions are vital to your growth. It's definitely a book I'll revisit, especially 
like you said, going through this and going through the motions of any change, sometimes you get caught up and think, well, I'm not making any progress. So Mm -hmm. I constantly remind myself like, no, all those little things, they're, they're adding up over time, even if you don't see it. So, so important. Yeah. What is one thing you do every single day that's non-negotiable? Like you have to do it. Um, for me, it's creating some space to have like quiet time. Excuse me. Um, so usually I do that in the morning. Sometimes I'll try and like do it in the evening and just like journal or like, you know, write down some things that I'm grateful for just depending on the day, how tired I am at the end of the day, if I have time for that. But my morning quiet time for like prayer, meditation, that kind of thing. Plus my coffee. (laughs) always have to have coffee, um, is definitely a non-negotiable. It just sets the tone for my day. It sets just my whole energy for the day so that no matter what I'm facing, I just, it centers me and it just kind of keeps me grounded and, and really helps me just through the ups and downs that life throws at me. So it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of a staple to cornerstone for me. What is one business skill that you're currently working on improving? Well, <laughs> which do I pick? Being new to <laughs> right. like the entrepreneur adventure, there's a lot of things, but I think I would probably say right now, um, probably like the marketing, marketing sales piece is, is where I'm trying to kind of like grow in because it's, it's uncomfortable for me because I don't know what I'm doing. So that tells me that's an area that I really need to kind of stretch myself and Mm -hmm. make some time to, you know, watch some YouTube videos or go over my visionary method um, modules from Mm -hmm. the summer and really figure out, okay, what is it that's holding me back? What is it that I don't feel confident in? Um, Because it's a, it's an important piece, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have to market your business. You have to learn how to, you know, be comfortable with your sales pitch and I'm not there yet. So Mm -hmm slowly but surely getting there but still I I think there's some some growth there that it can happen Mm -hmm. so I'd say that's probably the biggest thing right now yeah and yeah it's kind of interesting when I ask that question like no matter where people are at in their business journey like they're always needing to work on something and that's something that as someone who chooses to build a business like you always have to be learning and growing and yeah I just love hearing what people are kind of channeling their (laughs) their energy into so that's awesome what is your favorite snack when you're short on time? I know you love nutrition and food, so whether it's healthy, unhealthy, share with us what you like to grab. Um, oh, yeah, I do. I love food. Um, so many to pick from, but I would say right now, like even in my bag, because I drove down, so I'll have a snack on the way home, is I have a kind bar and I have, like I'll grab a piece of fruit. So I think I have like a banana mm-hmm. or maybe an apple or something in my bag. So that's probably my quickest go-to. It's, I don't know. I just really like kind bars. They're, they are delicious. They're tasty. They're filling. Oh, they're so there's good. nuts. There's like Crunchy. <laughs> goodness in it. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, it's better than reaching for like a chocolate bar. So a hundred percent. I love having some car snacks and I yes. usually grab a bar of sorts and an apple. Yeah. I love chomping on yeah. an apple. It feels better it. than like stopping and getting something like, it does, you know, from Tim Hortons or whatever. And I just feel better. I usually it, regret so. it when we stop at yeah. a, an en route, which are like our service stations. There's not good options. So no. it's like just prepare better or if there are good options they're so expensive yeah so like seven dollars for a bar yeah (laughs) it's like i'm gonna pass on that i'll just bring my own 
Absolutely. Okay, so now that we've gotten through some of the quick questions, let's zoom the lens back a little bit and just kind of see how you got to who you are today. So maybe you want to start with telling us a little bit about what you went to school for, um, your first job out of school, and just kind of like the earlier phases of your life. Who were you and what were you interested in? Um, I ended up going back to school a little bit later in life. We talked about this a bit earlier, but um, I have a son and I'm a single mom. So for me, just the way my life and the trajectory that I was going in at the time, um, I ended up going back to university when I was, I think, 30. Um, so just like a couple of years ago. <laughs> I don't even know how old you are, so. <laughs> Perfect. No. You um, look like you're 30. <laughs> hey, I'm actually in my 40s. Oh, okay. I honestly wouldn't yeah. have known that. Um, well, thank you. That never gets old. You never get tired of hearing that, for sure. Having a 17-year-old. You're doing something you right. You want to, yeah. Healthy lifestyle, people. Heck yeah. Healthy lifestyle. Um, but yeah, so I ended up going back to university when I was 30. I waited till my son was going to be in school full-time. So he was starting, I think, grade two by the time I went to university. Um, I had to do some upgrading before that. I went to like an adult learning school to upgrade like my maths and sciences. So like that process of going back to school for my degree was was kind of a, a long process. It wasn't just like, I'm going to go to school and I'm going. Mm-mm. Um, so it took a few years to get there and then... For me, again, being in my situation, my university experience was obviously a little different. Um, Being a mature student, having to balance out all those responsibilities, um, it it proves to be challenging, but I'm grateful for those challenges because it's allowed me to learn so much Mm -hmm. um, and figure out like, okay, well, what do I want to do with this and how do I want to help people? Because this is what I've experienced. I'm sure not the only one. so everything that I learned academically and through that whole experience has really helped me kind of lead to where I want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the decision to go into nutrition, um, really for me, like, uh, it was just always our lifestyle. Like growing up, my parents always made home-cooked meals. We had like a veggie garden in our backyard for many years. Um, so it just... It was just kind of the way we lived our lives. So it was it was a natural fit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so you did an undergrad <clears throat> in nutrition? Yeah. So I have a Bachelor of Science in Nutrition, uh, Foods and Nutrition from Brescia University. Um, ended up not going on to become a full-fledged, like, registered dietitian, but I have that, that degree in nutrition, mm-hmm. which is really, I think, valuable. You learn so much during that time, for everything from, like, the science behind nutrition to... Um, you know, food security and how it impacts the community and just, you know, food access. There's just such a broad array of information there. Mm -hmm. So I'm really grateful for that experience and and all the knowledge that I gained through that. Did you have any idea what you were going to do when you graduated? Like, did you have a vision of practicing nutrition or like starting a clinic or like what was the vision and going into that program? Um, Ideally, like, the ideal vision was to become a registered dietitian. Mm-hmm. In Canada, it's different everywhere, but um, you go through your underground process. You have to apply and qualify for an internship, which are very limited in terms of spaces. Like there's only so many interns 
that get placed. Um, Not necessarily because they're not qualified, but because there's not enough placements per graduate. So it's kind of not by chance, but yeah, you just, it's not a guarantee, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Um, So yeah, I I intended on becoming a registered dietitian, um, working more so like my vision was like working within the community, working with um, like maybe like population of public health. Um, but like I said, that didn't end up happening. So you kind of have to reroute. And then I got rethinking about, okay, well, how can I still use this? Um, I tried my hand at private practice for a little while and there were certain components that I really liked about it. Um, but excuse me, still getting over a cold. So (laughs) she came anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have my voice back. That's all that matters. Um, But then it got me thinking about, you know, what do I really want to do? How can I really impact people's lives in a way that makes sense for where I'm at um, and still make an impact? So that's kind of what has led me down like a few years of just trying to come up with ideas and and envision what I want to create um, and kind of landed on doing, I guess it's kind of private practice, but more from like a, a group program or like offering a series of workshops, things like that, that people can connect with and, and mm-hmm. that I'm still able to show up and, and bring value to. So mm-hmm. I know you said you also did, um, a certification with precision nutrition. Yeah. Was that after you graduated university? Did you feel like you needed more qualifications or did you feel like you needed a niche? Um, why did you choose to pursue another course and get some credentials beyond your undergrad? That is kind of a combination. You kind of touched on two of them. It was partly, I was trying to figure out my niche, um, and also kind of feeling like, okay, well, I didn't end up becoming a registered dietitian and feeling like I needed more certifications or credentials or something to feel like I had something to offer. Um, which was more kind of, I think, a mindset piece than anything, because I have a degree from a university in nutrition that should be enough. Um, But sometimes you get caught up in the the thinking of like, oh, I need a title or I need, you know, a certain amount of credentials to be taken seriously or feel legit. Mm -hmm. But I really had to work through that piece and and be like, no, this is enough. Um, And then the other piece was, yeah, I was trying to figure out, like, do I want to zone in on sports nutrition? Like, my son is very athletic. I kind of thought, you know, that kind of makes sense. Maybe I could do that. Um, So it was it was twofold for me. And it was it was a good course. And it was it was very. It was helpful in a sense, because it just focused a little bit more specifically on the sports nutrition. So if I ever do have athletes or have people that want more of a sports nutrition focus I can lean on that and go to that because you know during your undergrad at university you don't focus in on that unless you take a specific course so Mm -hmm. it was kind of nice to balance it out and I do feel like excuse me being in nutrition and wellness I always want to remain teachable I always want to be learning Mm -hmm. about something different that maybe isn't my area of expertise or that's you know, new and up and coming, or if there's new research. So to mm-hmm. me also taking other courses is, is always going to be beneficial no matter what. So, mm. so, so true. Like yeah. <laughs> I always think I'm a forever student. Yeah. Not that I'm always paying for courses, but always reading books, listening to podcasts, investing in my learning, because that's what like ultimately keeps you 
fresh and yeah. the best version of you is yeah. to have different perspectives and learnings from all phases of your life. Yeah, because I think you never know everything about everything. No. And the and second that you does. start thinking, it's like, yeah, um, I'm going to pass. <laughs> I once heard someone who says, like, they really steer away from ever calling themselves an expert. Mm-hmm. Because, like, what is that? Like, yeah. if you're a health expert... Does that mean you know everything? Yeah. Does that mean like you come with a guarantee? It's a lot of pressure. I just don't want either because I feel like as soon as you start calling yourself like an expert and you're the go-to person, I feel like that's the expectation that you put on yourself would be heavy. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like I'd always have to be on. I'd always have to be like, I could never eat pizza or chocolate ever mm-hmm. again because I'm this health expert or this nutrition expert. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like it's just I just yeah. looked up the word expert and it says like having authoritative knowledge. And for some reason, it's kind of scary to be yeah. like, I'm the authority <laughs> on nutrition. It's like, no, yeah. you're not. <laughs> like, no. Back off. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> Calm down anyway, over there. A little bit of a tangent here. <laughs> So I want to just go back a little bit. So while you're doing your undergrad degree and then you pursued another certification, you mentioned you're also full-time a mom and you're also working, right? So how do you find like the motivation? Because I know there are so (laughs) many people listening to this podcast who they're just trying to survive their role as a mom with a job, but like let alone adding on education. Like, is it because you have like a deep fire within you or did you just have like some sort of greater goals that you were trying to achieve? Like, how did you stay motivated with so many balls in the air to juggle? That's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it just innate? I don't, I, I don't know if it's just innate. I mean, it's a lot, it's still a lot of work. It's yeah, I, I definitely added in a lot of layers to my life, but Yeah, I just, it was just maybe a drive. There was something within me that I was like, no, this is, you know, there's more to what I want to do in life than um, just work a nine to five. Not that there's anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's been so many times where like, I've been content with that. Yeah. But I think when you go through significant events in your life, so... You know, for me, it was, um, oh, sorry, it was, you know, my relationship with my son's father ending. I went through a very um, difficult time after that. And I think when you have those moments in your life, you can go one of two ways um, and you can just continue as is and just kind of like get through it. And then I think there's another path that you can go and just take it as a, an opportunity to recreate your life, if that makes sense. So for me, I was like, okay, I have this opportunity. This sucks. This is the shittiest thing I've ever gone through, but now what? Mm -hmm. And for me, it was like, okay, now there's nothing holding me back from going to school, which I had actually been like really thinking about for years even when my son was like before he was born and when he was really little, I was like, oh, I'd love to go back to school for something, but I just don't know what. And so now I have this blank slate in front of me because my life is all of a sudden not turning out the way I envisioned or pictured. So it's kind of a unique, a unique space to be in because 
yeah, you have a blank canvas ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Do you think you needed that like dramatic life event of separating from? I think so. I don't think I would have ever gone back to school. I wouldn't be. I don't think I'd be sitting here. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think I'd have the life. No, I wouldn't have had the life that I've had had that not happened. Um, and as difficult, like I mean, life you're always going to have difficulties. So it's about how you approach it and what are you going to do with that mm-hmm. and how can you turn it around for something good and how can you recreate that. So I just took that opportunity and, and looked into, okay, well, if I want to go back to school, what can I do? What needs to happen? Started, you know, upgrading courses and then, you know what, I had to go back to work for a little bit before I could actually go to school. And it was just this series of events and I was just, it, it just... It was one of those nagging things that I was like, I can't not do this. Mm-hmm. So there, yeah, maybe it is, maybe that was just like a, a, a fire or a drive inside me. But I was like, I want to create a better life for my son. I want him to see that no matter what happens in life, you can overcome it. You can change courses. You can redirect your life mm-hmm. and still have a great life and still have this positive outcome. So that was a really long winded way of I think answering mm-hmm. that question, but I think that's just kind of where it all stemmed from was that that moment and those decisions of, okay, what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. Well, I think for a lot of people and myself included, like it does kind of take a dramatic event to make a change. Like yeah. for me getting let go from one of the jobs that I was working previously that I thought I'd be at for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like that is what ultimately propelled me into starting a business because I was thrown into a totally, you know, different path when they said, you don't have a job anymore. And I'm like, okay, for you, different situation. But yeah, I think even if someone listening is not experiencing like that dramatic moment, um, just knowing that it's really hard to make change anytime in your life, whether you have a dramatic event that pushes you into change or not, like sometimes, you know... there's going to be fear that comes up. There's going to be a lot of unknowns and that is part and parcel with making a big life altercation. So (laughs) yeah, it's very tough. Yeah. So, okay. So rewinding, then you get your degree, you get your certifications, you're kind of debating whether to start private practice. So at this point, like, were you working full-time kind of on your own thing? Did you go back to find full-time work for someone else in the industry? Like, paint that picture of that time in your life. Um, Yeah, so, like, after school kind of thing? Yeah, after school. After school, it was really just a matter of I needed to work. (laughs) And make money to pay (laughs) off. make money (laughs) to live, to um, put food on the table. So... All throughout my undergrad, I had worked for a nutrition supplement store. Um, so I just picked up as many shifts there as I could. I was like, whatever, it's still kind of in nutrition. It's still in the health industry and health area. At least I feel like I'm still connected. Um, and I think it was around that time that I was you know, working for someone else and their private practice, trying to kind of like just get my feet wet and see how that would work. Um, and then like I needed more of an income. It just wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. So I ended up working at like a call center. Then I, that was part time, I think. And then I had another job at a clinic that was just a temporary, like three month contract to tie over someone being on a sick leave. But that opportunity, and this is what I think is really important for people to hear is don't turn down 
an opportunity just because it's temporary or you think it's not enough. Because taking that part-time three-month contract at this medical clinic is what led to my now full-time job. So at the time, I was like, I don't love it. It's not great pay, but I'm going to do it anyways because, you know what, it's in a medical office. It might not be exactly in the field I want. It might not be permanent, but who knows? I can put it on my resume, worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. And at the end of that three months, I think it was a month later, one of the nurse practitioners that I met through there messaged me and was like, hey, we need like an office administrator. There's a you know, one-year contract coming up, would you be interested? And long story short, the contract ended up becoming permanent. Mm -hmm. And here I am today, almost three years later. And, you know, it's a great workplace. I'm st Again, I'm still in healthcare. I'm still able to use some of that knowledge that I have um, in, in my workplace, like every day. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a rear, <laughs> it's a really like convoluted road to where I'm, wanting to go but yeah. i just really believe like everything that comes across our path has potential to set us up for what's coming down the pipeline in the future mm -hmm. yeah i think it's so important to like recognize that the journey is never linear like you don't just graduate <laughs> from school or from a, a course you took and instantly have success in your dream job why not it's supposed <laughs> to be that way if right? that were the case but like you said, it's so important to take those transitional jobs or opportunities, and even if it is only a contract, and do a really darn good job because yeah. that will likely put you in a position to meet a new contact or yeah, get that next exactly. job. And I always think of a phrase that one of our family members always tells us, and that's, it's easier to get a job when you have a job. Yeah. So if you're unemployed, it's going to be really challenging because you're yeah. not really out there meeting people. Exactly. And so the advice that I always tended to follow was just get any job in the meantime. Yeah. You can change that at any time, but you need to be in the working world. You mm -hmm. need to be showing people your skills, proving that you're a hard worker, and then hopefully someone recognizes yeah. that in you exactly. and hires you. Yeah, so I think absolutely. that's super important. Yeah. So, of course, at a certain point, you um, reached out to join the Visionary Method and obviously there was a mission behind that or a purpose of you maybe wanting to create something outside of your nine to five. So maybe tell us like what prompted you to decide to join the program and like what were you hoping to build and like where did this, where is this dream coming yeah. from? So I guess probably like going back to like my experience with private practice, <clears throat> excuse me um I think what really led me to joining the visionary method was I had been trying for years to actually put together something put together a nutrition program come up with like pricing did I want to do one-on-ones did I want to do workshops like and doing it on your own is really really hard <laughs> and I was just at the end of my rope when I thought, you know what, I can't, I can't do this on my own. And I didn't want to admit that at first because you feel like, no, I should be able to figure this out. Like I should be able to do this. I've, you know, watched enough webinars or taken enough little <laughs> workshops that I should be able to figure this out. Like what's wrong with me? Like mm -hmm. I just can't get my shit together. Um, 
And like you've you've talked about it before in the visionary method and just even in our conversations, like it's really hard to put something together by yourself and actually make it happen on your own. So what prompted me was, I think, I think it was in the new year because I had been following you for a little while. And I was like, I decided a long time ago, I'm like, okay, when I'm ready, Kelsey's, Kelsey's who I'm going to hire as my coach. And I was in my mind, I was thinking like, probably just do like maybe one-on-one, like when I can afford it, whatever down the road. And then you had started posting up about, um, the summer course. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. It's a small group. It's affordable. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And I think I had reached out to you and, and booked like a discovery call. I don't know why I even did that because I already knew I was going to sign up. I was like, I just want to talk to her anyways, but peace of mind. Yeah. I was like, why not? Um, just because I was hitting so many roadblocks and so many obstacles in actually making, making what I wanted to create tangible, like actually taking all of these ideas and all these bits and pieces that I had been working on for two years and never really pulling together and never feeling like it was, you know, amounting to anything. Um, I was just like, okay, I can't, I need help. And I think that's a big piece in any entrepreneur journey. I'm very new to this still, but I feel like that's going to be a very monumental piece in, in any um, business growth is, is recognizing and acknowledging that it's okay to need help and that we all need help to create our businesses and, you know, do something of value and, and create something that is meaningful to us. So, um, that was, that was probably the biggest driver was, I was just, I needed help Mm -hmm. and I couldn't do it on my own. It's so true. And it's so vital to recognize that like, if you've never done something before, it's going to be really hard to figure it yeah. out. So why not hire someone? In my experience, like I just found someone who had done what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I was like, teach me. Yeah. Um, and just kind of recognizing like when you hit your wall on a yeah. personal level and realize like, okay, this isn't happening. I've given myself two years, three years. Maybe it's time to yeah. seek external support. <laughs> and I think too, I'm just like, I'm very stubborn and maybe stubborn is not the right word, but I'm very independent. Like I've raised my son on my own. Yes, I have very supportive family, but the day in day out, it's been all me. Um, I put myself through school. Like I figure things out. I adapt. I, you know, I was like, no, I I can do this. Like there's lots of people who do this on their own. No, they don't. That's a big fat lie because nobody really does it on their own. Like some of the people that I was looking up to and being like, oh, they've crazy, these businesses that they've created are so successful and then you learn later on their behind the scenes thing is they have help they've had coaches they've had all of these you know right yeah I don't think a lot of people share that like we look at people's success and we think they just got lucky by figuring it out yeah I do sometimes that's the way they make it sound it's like oh I just figured it out I watched some YouTube videos and you know, took a couple workshops and, you know, I just figure things out. And yeah, that's partly true. You Mm -hmm. figure things out along the way, but you know, they don't talk about necessarily all the, like the courses and the coaches and all of the mentors that they had. So I I was like, yeah, I need to just 
just chill out and check myself and be like, no, I do need help. And so it was, it was humbling for sure too, because I, yeah, it's, I think anybody is, it's hard to admit like, yeah, I need help with this because we're so driven to figure things out and do things on your own. And Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think, (laughs) I hate to generalize, but women, especially like we hesitate to ask for help. Yeah. So you joined the program and like, did you have any idea of what you wanted to create? Has this been marinating in your mind for a while? Or did you join thinking, I'll figure it out once I commit to learning more? I think I had a general idea of what I wanted to accomplish. Um, and kind of what I wanted to... I, I guess my main goal was to really bring all the bits and pieces together. Like I said, I had been working on little little things, trying to get a website designed, trying to like figure out, okay, if I want to do a program, what exactly is that going to look like? And just and not being clear on, you know, who my, my target market was going to be. So what really drew me in was just like looking at, okay, what is this program going to help me with? And it was like all the pain points that I was having at the time of getting that clarity, you know, figuring out, okay, what is my program actually going to look like? And I wasn't so concerned about, okay, by the end of this 90 days, I'm going to have a program to launch. Like, even though that was a a great draw in, um, excuse me, that wasn't the be all and end all for me. I was really just trying to be open with, okay, there's a lot that I don't know. There's a lot that I want to accomplish, but what is realistic within this time frame for me right now, not worrying about like, specific outcomes um by a set like the end of that program i just wanted to try and be open to learning all the things that you know i didn't know about and some things like i've heard about target markets and stuff like that but really wasn't clear on what mine was so Mm -hmm. it was it was um combination of all those things i think Mm -hmm. really so now that you have come to the end of the program and we just spent a couple hours kind of um, working through like exactly what you're creating and, and coming up with some launch dates. Could you tell the listeners like, and I know this is hard <laughs> and we've kind of like laughed about this yeah. for a while. Cause of course it's challenging when you've never sold the program, you've never yeah. gone through it before, yeah. but at this stage, like what is it that you've built and are building? So what I'm building is, um, a 12 week program that I'm going to be offering to primarily women is my target market. Um, women who are wanting to reconnect with their health. So maybe you're going through a transition in life. Like I feel like as women, we go through so many different phases and stages. Not that men don't, but you know, obviously I'm a woman. I can speak to that. I can speak to the stages of, you know, becoming a new mom, of raising a child, um, them going into, you know, teenagehood, like my son's 17 now, like all those different stages and and transitions in our lives. And even if you don't have children, there's so many phases that we go through so many changes. And I just feel like that's not talked about enough um, in terms of how that impacts how we take care of ourselves. And I know with this whole movement of self care and everything, there's that piece and there's that messaging, but really honing in on Like if you've had that disconnect, if you've had life pull you away from really taking care of yourself, how do you get back to that? How do you get back to where you would like to be? Maybe not necessarily who you were in the past, 
I don't love that kind of thinking, but where you are now and what does health look like for you right now and where do you want it to go? Like, um, you know, is it, is it weight loss? Is it, you want to have more energy to play with your children? You want to have more energy to bring to your business, to your workplace, to your relationships, whatever that might be. And I really feel like nutrition and wellness overall as a lifestyle is such a foundation to all of that. So, you know, really, um, helping women to reconnect with what health really is outside of mainstream diet culture and the trends and the messaging that we receive about dieting or anti-dieting and these extremes that, excuse me, I feel like are kind of out there right now. I feel like there's a shift coming back to finding that balance that's healthy, but flexible so that you you're still living life and it's not super restrictive. Um, so going through some of those, like getting back to the basics of nutrition, you know, finding value in taking time to meal prep and how can we make that easier? Because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people still find it, you know, very daunting. It's like, oh, I gotta spend all day cooking. Like, how can we make that simpler for your lifestyle? How can we, you know, implement that in a way that's practical and that's creating ease, not more work for your life so that as the week goes through, you've got that kind of peace of mind of like, okay, I've got this, you know, and feeling confident in, in your ability to take care of yourself and your family or your loved ones, again, whatever, whatever that may be. Um, and just going through, you know, even things like the, the importance of sleep, the importance of having some like stress management tools in your toolbox to be able to manage all of those little things. So it's kind of a lifestyle program, I guess, not just nutrition, mm-hmm. not just one thing. Um, and just really coming back to, it's almost like coming home, like coming home to yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. It's not about what my goals are for you. It's okay. What are your, what are you after? What does a, a vibrant life an energetic life look to you? Um, and, and guiding women into that space and, and getting mm-hmm. them back to where they would like to be. And, you know, life takes us on a crazy journey. We just talked about like nothing's linear. Mm-hmm. Even just, you know, sharing with you earlier, like this year, there's been so many things happening in my life personally. And how do you maintain your sense of self? How do you maintain a healthy balance between, you know, your eating, between exercise and sleep and all those things when you might be in a season of high stress Mm. you know that's the reality of life so I want it to be a program that women can come back to as well I love that you've been able to really create a program that packages up a lot of the things that you're passionate about that you know to be true about living Mm -hmm. a healthy well life right and It's kind of a neat day and age that we live in that we are now able to choose our teachers. Like I don't have to enroll at the community college in a health and wellness course and then just have the teacher assigned to me that I have to learn from. If I like really resonate with you and I see that you're teaching these core principles that I want to learn about... I can choose you as my teacher because maybe I'm also a single mom. Maybe I also put myself through school at 30 and I have that deeper connection with you and you've packaged up something that's going to change my life. And I say, yes, like I I want that from you. It's just really fascinating like to be in 2019 and to have this ability. I think we're all still stepping into that confidence of like, am I 
supposed to be a teacher. Yeah. (laughs) But like, gosh, we are all students. We're all teachers and we have things to share based on our life experience. And the reality is people want to know that. And so, yeah, it's just super fascinating. Have you run up against any challenges besides like imposter syndrome (laughs) in creating and ultimately coming to launching this business? Uh, Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think... If I hadn't faced challenges, I probably would have launched it by now. Right? Oh, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, do you want to record it like four years ago? I'd be like, I'm so easy. It's done. Look at me. Um, so, yeah, there's always going to be challenges. And I think that's probably one of the, the biggest pieces to making any change. Like we were talking about it earlier. is like anytime you're trying to make a change or do something new or do something different, you're always going to come up against um, obstacles and challenges like life happens maybe there you know you have the best of intentions of I'm gonna have all of this stuff done by this date and then you know life throws you a couple of wrenches and you've got to revisit that so um, I think the biggest challenge for me has been has been that is finding that finding the grace for myself I'm great at you know, encouraging other people and being like, don't be so hard on yourself. Like this is what's happening in your life. So it's understandable that these things aren't happening or that you've stalled on this, but I'm, I need to do that for myself and recognize that, you know, these things take time. Um, building a business takes time. It takes effort. It takes energy. And depending on what's happening and depending, like I work full time, I have a son, I have all these great ideas, but I have to be patient with myself, I think more than anything. So it's, it's been a real self, self learning. I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for, but Mm -hmm. self discovery of, okay, what are some of the barriers that I have, um, that I'm facing because you know, they're going to, they're very real and Mm -hmm. there are barriers and and challenges that my potential clients are going to face. So it's that, I think, um, I guess that ebb and flow and knowing again, going back to what I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, the compound effect, making those small changes doesn't always mean it has to be every single day. So some days I'm great at doing the work that I've scheduled into my schedule. Other days it doesn't happen because, you know, I'm exhausted or my son needs to go do something or, you know, something's come up, but just knowing that those small incremental changes over time, like even today, pulling together information, I was like, wow, I actually have a lot done. <laughs> just not realizing it because I, you know, you have to take a step back and, and really look at, okay, what have I done? Like, yeah, those things last week that I did don't really feel significant, but then when you pull it all together, it actually is. So that's totally I don't know if that really answers the question or not but that feels more like a ramble than anything but Uh, I think that was very helpful (laughs) and thank you for sharing that it's not always easy (laughs) and yeah bringing our ideas to life like there's gonna be so many hiccups yeah so uh, let's transition into some business specifics uh, and just kind of keep this rapid fire style so what is it that excites you most about building this program, this series? What is it that really like is making you excited right now? 
I think just the opportunity to really make an impact in people's lives. That's something that I've always, you know, seen myself doing at some point in some ways. Just I want to be able to positively impact women's lives. Um, and it sounds so simple and it's not like this grand, like change the world kind of mm-hmm. mentality, but it's just really like at a, a personal level, being able to connect with women to help them, you know, recreate their lives. Like, and it's probably because I did that myself, that mm-hmm. that's just where my passion is, is, you know, I want people to see that they're worth it, that they're worth the, the effort to take care of themselves that they can put themselves first, that they can make those changes. It is possible mm-hmm. no matter what's going on in your life, you know, it, it can happen. And that's kind of what excites me. It's like there's lim- unlimited potential that we have. It's just sometimes we need help. We need that guidance. We need someone else to come along and, and give us that nudge and be like, hey, like you can totally do this. And here's how here's how we can do this together. Mm-hmm and know that someone is alongside them to to do that so inspiring <laughs> what tool object or ritual could you not live without in building this business uh right now i, I mentioned it earlier I, I i love google docs me too it's such a simple thing <laughs> <laughs> so like i get that answer practical. a lot do you yeah yeah it's just because then, like, I have Google Docs, I have Google Drive, so no matter where I'm at, I can access, you know, my work. And whether it's from my phone, as long as I have my data on, <laughs> or Wi-Fi, I can, I can tap into it. So I can use, you know, maybe some free time that I have to just be like, oh, I'm going to work on, you know, part of my business. Or I can, like, sit there and brainstorm some mm-hmm. ideas, and it's housed in one space that I can go back to really easily. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's probably my favorite thing right now. What are your current thoughts on social media? Do you love it or are you in like the hate it phase? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a very valid question. Yeah, right it now. is. It really is. Um, it's probably like a combination. It's like a love hate. Cause sometimes you mm-hmm. think, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, making this really good content and I've got some good, you know, stuff out there. And then like, sometimes you have a post that's really engaging and the other times it's cricket so Mm -hmm. it's like figuring out okay well what what do people want what is interesting to people Mm -hmm. um so it's a bit of a love hate like I do really like Instagram that's basic that's mostly where I hang out I don't love Facebook I don't know why I just don't Mm -hmm. it's not a platform I really use a whole lot I have it but um yeah I mostly hang out on Instagram Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good to know which yeah. ones you have a connection to and which ones. Just yeah, I like that. I can do time. stories. I like that, you know, yeah. you can just do posts and it's like, it's very visual. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you can, you know, make it what you want. So absolutely. So before we wrap up, because I just realized we've been talking for almost 50 minutes, oh. I could talk to you forever, <laughs> clearly. Um, why don't you give us a little bit of insight on what we can expect? When are you launching this program of yours? I believe it's called Take Back Your Health. Yeah. That's... Uh, what's the goal of launching? And then where could people learn more if they want to connect with you? Um, so it's I'm going to be launching it in January. So I've set the date of January 20th of 2020, lots of 20s in there. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've set that date as my, my date to launch um, and start it up. People can find me on Instagram. 
So I'm at, at New Dawn Wellness, um, and I'll be launching my website over the next, probably within the next month or so, and it's just JillianDawn.com. Amazing. And I will link all of those in the show notes so people can go check them out if they want to find you and connect with you. And I highly recommend that they do. Um, And yeah, I'm just so excited that we were able to sit down and record this. I think that this program is going to impact so many people and now it's just about pushing it out into the world. So (laughs) I've set the date and I've announced it. Yes. Now it's announced. And, uh, if you want to go message Jillian on Instagram and give her those encouraging words to launch (laughs) it, then I'm sure she would appreciate that. So can't wait to follow along and see this all come to life. And thank you for being on the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. And I, Honestly, I I don't think I'd be launching in January if I hadn't have (laughs) connected with you and done the visionary method. That was like, honestly, probably one of the most helpful programs I could have ever enrolled in. So thank you. I think we all need coaches in our (laughs) lives and people to just, yeah, like keep watch on us. Yeah. Yeah. I know for me, like I couldn't have done it without a few key people too. So yeah, yeah, it's so important. So Mm -hmm. thanks, Jillian. Thanks. Hi, my name is April Miranda and I started working with Kelsey Rydell and the Visionary Method because I felt so scatterbrained. My brain and ideas were all over the place. Like she would give me homework and prioritize tasks that would serve me and my vision and my business. And so after working with her, I feel as I've created this umbrella of clarity, of knowing who I am as an entrepreneur, as a teacher, as a healer, as a coach. And together with her, I've created Align, Activate and Attract, the seven module course that I am so fired up about. I am so clear that this is what I'm meant to do. So thank you, Kelsey Rydell, for helping me get clear. As you know, you and I had talked early on about a sales page and you had sent me that template And I used it and uh, I've got feedback from people on my website that it's clean, it's to the point and it it works. I wouldn't have been able to create a sales page like that if I didn't have that template to follow. Worth the price of admission. So I knew that I wanted to combine something within wellness, something within, you know, my skills with mindfulness, with yoga, with meditation, all the things that I'm really, you know, good at and I needed the help to package that up into something that I could sell. In the Visionary Method, I did create a, um, a program that's a eight workshop program, and that's what I'm offering as an extra layer of support to my existing client. Is it time to take action on that business idea of yours? Have you been wanting to explore your potential and try your hand at launching? Or maybe you're finally ready to move away from your current job in pursuit of your own business so that you can make money doing something you love. Hey, I'm Kelsey Rydell. I'll be your coach for the next three months while we work together through the Visionary Method. I created this course because it was exactly what I needed but couldn't find when I launched my first online business. I've packed each module with innovative workbooks, time-honored processes, and the knowledge that took me years and years and a whole lot of money to learn when it comes to creating, launching, and selling your services. The Visionary Method 
method has already helped hundreds of people just like you to build a business beyond the scale of their wildest dreams. So whether you've been thinking of launching a business or if you already have a business started, I'm certain that the visionary method will help you surpass your business goals and create full-time income. You can head to kelseyridle.com waitlist to learn more. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis. So if you could help me out by rating and reviewing this show on your iTunes app, I would be so grateful. You can also support the show by taking a quick screenshot of the episode and sharing it on your Instagram stories. Just make sure to tag me at Kelsey Riddle. If you're feeling stuck, uninspired, stagnant, bored, or confused in what your next step should be, it's time to take action. Please reach out because I would love to connect with you. I'll catch you in the next episode.